0: Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Well, another day, another TikTok adventure, we are seeing movie stars like Reese Witherspoon hopping on TikTok and making crazy videos. And some of them are actually really good and really funny. And some of them, well, they're just cringe-worthy, but I know your kids are loving them. So while I'd like to say that these stars are starting accounts because everyone's still hanging around the house and bored, I'm pretty sure that's just not the case. So with these celebrities and movie stars, basically they're just hopping on TikTok and going where everybody else is right now, especially the younger generations, like your kids. And with that, I think that TikTok has finally had enough of the bad press and the backlash around the crazy challenges and pranks that kids are doing. So they've actually launched a new feature called Family Pairing. Now, in order to use this feature, you have to have a TikTok account of your own in order to manage your kids' accounts. And I wanna say out the gate that these restrictions are not completely foolproof. And I'm sure you already know nothing truly is except not having an account. But if you do have kids and they're using TikTok, using this feature is better than using nothing at all. Now, another thing you should know about this new feature is that your kids can disconnect themselves from family pairing anytime they want, and there's nothing you can do about it. The good news to this this is that you will get notified when they disconnect. So at least you'll know that they've hit the eject button. Now, there are also some other parent-friendly features like screen time management, where you can set a limit on how much time your kids spend on TikTok each day, and it will actually turn their account off once they hit that limit. There's also the ability to turn off direct messaging completely or limit who your kids can message. And as of April 30th, all registered accounts for kids under the age of 16 is automatically disabled. Now, if your kid lied and said they were over 16, of course, they're still gonna be able to message. But if they told the truth and put in their right age and they're under 16, they're not able to message which I think is a huge step in a better direction to protect kids from using the platform. Not that it's perfect, but at least it's better. Now, I know that you know this, but if you're like me, you get busy and you know, lo- we're all busy with life and you probably think, You know, I've told my kids this a million times that they shouldn't be friends with people that they they don't know in real life. But you have to remember, our kids need that reminder periodically. I really think like social media does this thing to their brain. It's like this black hole vortex that sucks them in. And they're looking at all the shiny things surrounding them as they're traveling through space at a thousand miles an hour. And they lose track of time and forget things. And one of the main things they forget is creating a fake username and profile is not a way to protect themselves. In fact, that will come back to haunt them because nothing's ever private. Someone can and will find out who they really are. So just remind your kids again, Hey, I know we've had this discussion, but I just want to make sure you know that you shouldn't be creating fake accounts because people will find out who you are now. I want to talk about this next topic, especially with our kids spending so much time on social media, especially our teens. You know, they're taking tons of photos and selfies. And right now, the app that's trending, the most downloaded app, is one that's called Perfect Me. Now we've talked about these apps before, but this one again, it's it's just such a cringe-worthy app. So basically, the app is free and it's it's considered a body editor and it promises to perfect and beautify one's appearance in photos and videos, including live videos. So basically, your kid could be live streaming a video like say on Facebook Live or on TikTok, and with this app, it will actually change their appearance while they're on live. It will make them look like someone they're not. Now, you might be thinking, well, you know, the kids are stuck at home, and if they're just playing around with this app, that's not a bad thing, right? Well, I think that depends on how strong your child's self-confidence about their image is. Now, the app doesn't just remove blemishes or make their waist thinner. It can also add tattoos. It can completely change the shape of their face, like change their nose shape, make their their face skinnier or fatter, plump their lips. It can change their skin tone and it can make their legs look longer, like really long. And again, it's all in real time. So if they're live streaming something, this video will make them look like someone they're not. Now, one fitness influencer by the name of Helen Dillon, she actually tried this app and she candidly remarked on Instagram that she felt awful once she saw her real face again. So let's think about that for a second. If a grown woman feels that way, I can't imagine how our kids feel, you know, with the hormones racing and the mood swings, how would they feel after using this app And then seeing their real self in a mirror or in a photo. Now, I'm sure that most of you, especially you moms out there, you make it a point to tell your kids that they're beautiful just the way they are. But in this new normal we find ourselves in with the coronavirus, I think it's even more important that we encourage, especially our young daughters, that they're beautiful and they don't need an app to be perfecting them, or editing them, or fixing them, or touching them up. And even though your your daughters, especially your daughters, they might say, oh, mom, stop it. Or, well, mom, you, you just don't understand. Or, no, I'm not pretty, mom, you just don't know. Even though they might say that to you, I wanna just encourage you, keep telling them, no, you're wrong, you're beautiful, you're pretty, you're, you're perfect just the way you are. I promise you, it's sinking in. They just don't wanna admit it. So, I don't know about all the rest of you guys, but here in Tennessee, our businesses are back open. Our safe at home mandate expired. And based on where you are, you have dine-in is back in for restaurants and the parks are open and the golf courses. And and that's great. I think that's a good thing, um, especially for the business owners. But it does look like the schools are going to be closed the rest of the year. And for those of you that are listening that are outside of the state of Tennessee, That's what I've noticed in all the rest of the states across the U.S. All the schools are closed. And some of the states are even worried that school may not take place next year. And while I know people are happy to be able to get back to work, I really don't think the world is just gonna go back to the way it was in January. And honestly, I don't know that it's ever gonna go back to that. I hope it does, but I don't think it will. So it's kind of like 9-11. See, I remember what it was like to travel before that, how you didn't have to show up to the airport an hour or two hours before. You you didn't have the, the screenings that you had to go through. It was just a different time. Well, the changes that happen at 9-11, that's what brought us to what we call the new normal in how we travel now. And if you think about it with our kids, it's interesting because a lot of them, this is the the only thing they know is how we travel now. They don't know what it's like prior to 9-11. So I think that this is going to be the similar thing like things are going to change and the really young kids aren't going to know any different whereas maybe the older kids might go oh i remember when you didn't wear a mask when you went out there's just going to be some things like that now there is something that may stick around for a while with our kids as far as technology and this new, what we call the new normal. And it's, it's a term that I've, I've heard tossed around and it's called zumped. Now I know it sounds like something out of Dr. Seuss, you know, Sam, I am, I don't want zumped. I want green eggs and ham. But It's really not from Dr. Seuss. So it starts with a Z. So if you had to guess, I'm sure you'd guess that it has something to do with Zoom. And if you'd said Zoom, you would be right. So basically what's going on is with kids not being able to hang out and do things, dating and breaking up has taken on a new form. So just like they have Zoom dates now and you know, they have Zoom breakups and it's being referred to as Zumped. Basically, they've been zumped, dumped on Zoom. So if you think about it, you have couples whose dream weddings have been corona sunk. Like personally, my cousin Richard was supposed to get married and that just didn't work. Now, they still went and got married, but they didn't get to have their big, nice wedding. There are others across the country that have gone ahead with their wedding and broadcasted it live. So... If you want to check out the hashtag ZoomWedding on Instagram, you could be there for hours scrolling, checking out all these weddings. Now, I don't suggest doing that unless you've got a lot of time. However, with back to the Zumped, you know, teens have done breakups via text for the last couple of years. But now Zoom is taking it to a new level. And this is why I say that because when you break up with someone on zoom you're actually the person who initiates the zoom meeting is actually able to record that meeting and what we're seeing is you've got some kids that are recording these breakups and they're posting them on social media some of them are not very nice Um, in fact i would consider it a form of bullying now not every kid's doing that but there are some so just from one parent to another If your teen or tween is dating and you notice the shift in their mood and it's like not in a good way and you ask them like, well, hey, how's, you know, Jack doing? Or how's Donna doing? Have you talked to them lately? You know, they grumble and they don't wanna talk about it. Well, you know, they might've been zumped. You may or may not wanna bring that up. I know it sounds crazy to us, but it's like, it's this brave new world. I'm telling you, it's just crazy. While we're talking about dating zoom i also want to mention the latest trend called virtual nightclubs and you know they've been popping up the probably the last couple of weeks but they're really gaining a lot of speed now with a lot of celebrities like oprah michelle obama i mean just just about everybody is hopping on these virtual nightclubs and i really believe that this trend is going to be around even after everyone goes back to what they call quote unquote normal. So just like they're real nightclubs where, you know, you have a dress code and there's DJs and, you know, you have to buy a ticket and that kind of thing. Well, the virtual nightclubs are the same. There are dress codes. There are real DJs and there's secret passwords and basically um, guests purchase tickets that range from $10 to $80 for a private room to party alongside Instagram famous DJs and burlesque dancers now your tweens probably won't be able to participate in this because they're going to look too young and they'd have to supply your credit card number or your paypal account to get in however your high schools can high schoolers can get into these without any problem whatsoever not every zoom or virtual party is bad you know a lot of our kids they're just going stir crazy so in reality, the, the Zoom parties and the Zoom meetings that they're doing, it, for them, it's really just a way to connect with their friends and and have some sense of normality. But the thing you want to watch out for is like on these virtual nightclub type parties and, and get togethers that they're doing on Zoom, there have been some inappropriate content and activity going on like there have been people having sex on the screen or other type of pornography. It's probably just something you want to keep an eye out on and you may want to just mention it especially if you have older high school kids just like hey I heard about this just wanted to make sure we talk about it and make sure you're not participating in something like that. Now I don't know about you but I'm hoping with summer pretty much almost here, and it's going to start getting really hot, and I'm hoping that our kids can go outside and start doing more activities outside instead of being stuck on their screen and in social media. I mean, even once it gets warm, they're still going to be on their screens and in social media, but hopefully it'll just be a little less. And So while we're talking about that, I I just want to talk about another thing that actually can create lasting damage. I mean, like a lifetime of damage and not just for kids, but also for adults. And that's misinformation. Now, I'm not talking about what we talked about last week with the kids in Georgia on TikTok. This particular news story, this is a news story. It's about a family who didn't do anything wrong. They were just unlucky and happened to be singled out by chance. Basically, they were kinda like at the wrong place at the right time, if that makes sense. What's happening with them is they're getting death threats and they're basically living in a nightmare with no help. No help from Google. Google won't help them. Um, They've contacted attorneys. They won't help them. They've reached out to the police they won't help them. Basically, until someone throws a firebomb in their window or attempts to kill one of their family members, no one's going to help them. It doesn't matter what people have said about them on the internet. I I just want to give you some of the backstory now that you know a little bit about that. It's a U.S. Army reservist and a mother of two. Um, Her name is Matea Banassi. Now, I'm sure I butchered her first name, so I'm just gonna call her Mrs. Benassi from here on out. She's basically being accused of starting the coronavirus pandemic. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, like, she's American. She's an army reservist. If you think about that, the virus actually started in Wuhan, China. So logic would dictate, you would say, how would an American start the coronavirus epidemic? Well, in this particular incident, she was on a cycling team from the US that competed in Wuhan, China in October. And just to keep this short, basically, it's a China and an American conspiracy theorist named George Webb have said that she was so healthy that the American government injected her with this virus into her body. And then she was able to infect everyone she came in contact with while she was in Wuhan at the military Olympics. Now, I know just just saying that sounds totally crazy to me. And it sounds like something that would come out of a Hollywood movie or like a Stephen King novel. It's really, it's life. It, that's real life. If you Google it, you'll find it on Google. So here's the lesson and how this applies for our kids. First of all, as of right now, she's never had the virus, neither has anyone in her family. Second, she's tried repeatedly to have these fake videos removed from YouTube and social media like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, none of those platforms will take them down. Now, Google has removed a few of them, but they've been so slow to take them down that by the time they take them down, someone else has already saved that video and they just re-upload it somewhere else. You may think, well, it's not really that big of a deal. It actually is because what happens is every time someone Googles her name, she comes up in Google as the person who quote unquote started the coronavirus pandemic. There are people on YouTube and social media that are making death threats against her and her family. I I looked at this. There are actually comments out there from people who are suggesting and promoting that someone should put a bullet in her skull. And another person commented and said, if we know who these people are and where they live, why are they still living? And unfortunately, You probably know that all it takes is one person who isn't mentally stable. They can take action. And the really bad thing is this conspiracy theorist, George Webb, this guy's actually posted their home address on the internet. All these people have it and can find her. Now, I personally think that's wrong. This is just the world that we live in today. And this is why I think it's so critical to drill into our kid's head the importance of not putting things online that are not true or spreading rumors, even as a joke. No matter how mad we are at someone, we shouldn't post something that's false. We, even if it's revenge, you know, because someone can seriously get hurt. Now, one of the things that Mrs. Benassi said in an interview, and it's an interview that I watched was, what happens if someone has lost a loved one or a child and they think I did this? And it's my fault and they come after me. So just think about that for a second and think about what would happen if someone said something about one of your children or or your spouse that wasn't true it was misinformation and other people took it and ran with it and it caused someone to injure, maim or kill them. How would that make you feel? It doesn't make me feel very good. And personally, I think that if anything happens to the Banassi family, that Google should be held responsible as should the George Webb guy. I mean, this guy is basically making his living off of telling these outrageous lies. He's making money on advertising and selling people's data that come to his website. It's just, it's just wrong. And this is part of the seriousness of the internet. The part that schools don't teach. The part that the platforms don't teach. No one is teaching your kids about the realities and the seriousness and the lifelong effects it can have on someone. I mean, basically anyone can say anything about anyone on the internet and it'll be there forever. Now, before you say, yeah, but not many people believe that, I just wanna give you a couple of facts about our kids today. More than 80% of middle school students are unable to distinguish a paid story branded as sponsored content from a real news story and I know that just sounds absurd but there was a study done by Stanford University that spanned 12 states and over 10,000 students parents and adults assume that because young people are fluent in social media they're equally savvy about the information they find there and that's not true And this study shows it's not true. I've also seen the study where high school students couldn't recognize the difference between two news stories. Um, Basically, they made a fake Fox News site and a fake CNN website. And they put news stories on them. The kids were asked to distinguish which news story was from the real Fox News and the real CNN. And which news story was from the fake Fox News and the fake CNN and they couldn't figure it out. It's sad to say, but all it takes to fool most kids and most of us adults today is a professional appearance and a polished about us section on their website. Basically in the study, just those two things alone were enough to persuade our kids, students, that a site was neutral and credible. Now these researchers also showed some students a photograph of some strange looking flowers and said, that these flowers were from the Fukushima nuclear blast. There was a caption with the picture that said, this is what happens when flowers get nuclear birth defects. This photograph had no attribution. It didn't say who took it, where it was took. There was nothing that indicated that it was from anywhere. And basically, they asked students, does this photograph provide proof that the kind of nuclear disaster caused these defects in nature? And what they found was that over 80% of the high school students that were given this picture and this information, they agreed that yes, it was legitimate. None of them asked where it came from. They didn't verify it. They basically just accepted the picture as fact. So let's bring this back to why it's important to you as a parent or an adult that works with kids. Think about that. If something that isn't true is posted online about your child or any kid, 80% of all the people are going to take it at face value and believe it's true. And they're never going to dig deeper to see if it really is. The lifetime consequences of this is almost incomprehensible. If your kid has a crush on someone and the other person doesn't feel the same way and posts that your kid's a stalker, well guess what? Whether that's true or not, that label's going to show up everywhere forever. Or if someone posts that your kid's a drug dealer or a thief and they're really not, guess what? That's going to follow them for life and it's always gonna show up. Now, I've had parents say, you know, it'll be different for our kids because they've grown up with social media. They won't believe everything they read online. They'll know that people post things they shouldn't. And while part of me wishes and wants to believe that, in reality, I don't see that happening. If anything, I see employers and college admissions and others just moving further in the opposite direction. Unless the other person can show substantial evidence that what's posted about them is a lie. And just to be really honest, people don't want to have to dig to find out if what they're reading about you is true or not. They're busy. There are so many other options for employers. There are other students applying to the prestigious colleges. If they see anything that raises a a red flag, most college admissions and most employers are just hitting next and moving on to the next person in line. If their online presence looks better than your kids, that's who they're gonna go with. And I mean, just think about it real realistically. If you're busy and you read something about your neighbor and you don't really know your neighbor, you just like casually know him and you read that, you know, he did drugs when he was in school or he was a dr- reformed drug dealer, are you really gonna dig deep and find out if it's true? Probably not, you're just gonna assume it's fact and move on. Now. We all wanna believe that our kids are special and extraordinary. And the truth is, there are a million other fish in the sea, so to speak. So what's the answer? Well, it's complicated. And most parents and adults don't wanna hear the real answer. And that is, it's our responsibility to teach our kids, not only how to think critically, but to also think about, where does this information come from? What are the sources? Were they there? Did they actually see that take place? Is there an actual transcript or unedited video of the event? And kids really need to know that Google doesn't rank results by reliability. In fact, Google's been shown to be one of the most biased search engines around. I'm just all tongue-tied today. I wish we could just invent a checklist for kids. Real life doesn't work that way. And as soon as I'd create a checklist and say, here you go, here's a proven checklist that'll work for you and your kids, the marketers and the psychologists would figure out a way to circumvent that. And that's just how the world works. I'm just gonna say from one parent to another, the best thing you can do is to teach your kids and yourself to read like fact checkers. That means not just reading vertically on a single page or source, but you have to dig a little deeper and you have to look for other sources and you have to ask questions. And I know it's challenging, but your kids are worth it. And your kids are worth investing in teaching this is how to fact check and how to logically read things. And then there's other things that you just might want to say, you know what? Some things you just need to tune out and not even listen to anymore because they're not even reliable. But that's something that every family has to make that decision for themselves. I encourage you to Really talk to your kids about misinformation and life consequences. And with summer kicking off, now would be a great time to start a book club with your kids. Or just assign them some books to read and give them an incentive. Say, hey, if you read this book and we can discuss it every night or once a week, let you spend extra time on the computer or more time with your games. Get them into researching and learning about logic. If they have Kindle... You can go to Amazon and type in logic and there are hundreds of great resources that your kids could read that would actually break down and teach them and how to think logically. I really believe that logic should be a course that's taught in middle school and then again at the high school level. It should be required learning, but this would be something great to have your kids do over the summer. And they might complain about it. Well, not might. They'll absolutely complain about it. But I promise you, if you can get them to learn logic and question and and the philosophies of logic, they're going to be so much better off when it comes to figuring out what's truth, what's not truth. And they'll be able to spot gaslighting, false statements, and more importantly, they'll think for themselves. You won't have to worry about them being swayed one way or the other. That wraps up another week's show. I just wanna say, I know parenting in today's digital world is challenging and difficult, but it's not impossible. And with a little help, you can do this. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.